Welcome to East Coast DNA. I'm your host, Darcy Walsh. And today's guest, we have Drew McTaggart from Deer Rouge. Welcome, Drew. Thanks for making time. Yeah, happy to be here. Happy to make it out to the Maritimes this week. Yeah, so uh, our podcast uh, primarily deals with East Coast musicians and occasionally some people that are touring through. Mm. Uh, where you're Vancouver based, it's nice to have uh, some West Coast representation on here for sure. Yeah. So your band of Deer Rouge started just a little over ten years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did read that uh, you and Danielle, your other half in the duo, yeah. uh, had met while you were touring with other bands. So would that have been McLean for you? Yeah, that would have been McLean. And uh, hers was a variety of projects. But when I met her, she was doing her like solo stuff, solo acoustics. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that was one gap in my research notes when I was looking around. I'm like, well, where did Danielle come from? Yeah, so, it, was really, it was really cool, though, because I was like in an indie band. And I kind of was in this zone of playing, like, we were all about the music, which was a beautiful thing. I'm proud of those recordings for when they came out. But in terms of playing shows, we were all about the music and not about the show. And so after doing that for a while, I was kind of like excited for the you know the at the time like I was really into like yeah yeah yeahs and killers and the strokes and I was like it'd be fun to like play like a fun show you know rather than this like slow shoegaze indie music and Danielle Danielle she's like she's such a firecracker she was doing like solo acoustic stuff and I kind of was like but her personality is the kind of personality that would be like running around on a festival stage and so I was like we both came together like wanting more from our projects and it was just it was very natural but we had that outlet of like we knew right away like this this music and even to date like all our recordings the destination in a way is like the festival stage so it kind of it's music built for that you know and, and it really is fun for us yeah i had a conversation with a musician not on one of these episodes uh recently about kind of that uh there's almost a barrier with some musicians. There's the musicianship and then the performance piece. And mm -hmm. there is, a, there's completely opposite ends of that spectrum, but it is a sweet spot right there to kind of marry the two together. Yeah. And so now, obviously the combination was a success because you're, you're known all over now. Yeah. So with, west coast being where you came from where where are you from originally so we're like to be precisely exact for the the canadians that know their geography i was in a town called langley which is okay. about 45 minutes out of vancouver um and danielle was from red deer proper and uh that's those are both our hometowns okay and, um, and then we eventually moved to vancouver moved to New York and back to Vancouver. And now we are in a suburb, Chilliwack, outside of Vancouver. That's a name a lot of people know anyway, with, yeah, with, with a band name and, and everything as well. So, right, right, yeah. right, right. And it's, it's, it's fun because the city's really like growing because of the, like, like Toronto, they, there's, they, it's so unaffordable for musicians. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, in Vancouver, we're always used to traveling a lot too. So we kind of think it's been more effective living in the suburbs because 
we can we have access to nature and there's so much nature around here that's like really inspiring but also when a band comes through the city we go get a hotel for the night stay downtown and we kind of are more present in the vancouver scene now that we're away in a weird way um but we're yeah it's feeling it's giving us a lot of life being out here i i kind of can relate from the podcast it's not common but i experiment a lot with it and did a bunch of basically backstage interviews throughout the winter so i was being spotted up and around the halifax area more so than my hometown that's two hours away okay so it's kind of kind of a similar idea it's when you're home you're home and when you're not that's when you're spotted so you kind of create a perception that you're from the big city right yeah totally and same with like our label and whole teams in toronto and when we go there it's like it's it's tough to be out of the toronto scene because they have a they have really good scene and all the heads are there all the agents are there and but then you know when we do go to toronto they make us a priority because we're visiting and it costs a lot for us to get out there so kind of you know you 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 take what you want in your life and you make it work and it it will work you know it i actually it's it's kind of a good tie-in for one of the things i was going to mention that the edge radio station in toronto uh, is where i would have kind of kept in touch with canadian alternative music when much music really wasn't a source for that anymore so they were supportive of your band right off the bat. Like I, I knew of you guys from way back, probably your first single. Yeah. So I, I definitely know that they were supportive in the Ontario region. And Toronto does seem very supportive of West Coast musicians anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really amazing, you know, for us because you can feel well anyone in the maritimes who's an artist can feel the exact same thing that we feel in vancouver yeah and um you see a lot of it's thanks to social media you see everyone doing fun stuff all the time and it kind of feels like how are you going to break through but you know props to our country and canadian radio and a lot of the people in the labels they really are open-minded and try to make uh, bands from all over a priority and we've received so much benefit from that and we, we're so grateful for it even you know in Halifax getting played out there and we're on the west coast it's like we don't make it out there as frequent you know and you have had some exposure out here touring as well like you've been you visited our region in the past mm-hmm. is there anything music related or even outside between you and Danielle that has a connection to the East coast? Uh, no, we, we have like friends now and cousins who've moved out there over the time being a band, but our first time going out there doing the drive from Quebec city to Moncton, I think our first time, it's really fun. you kind of feel like a kid, right? Cause growing up, in Canada, both of us, you study all the stuff in school, you see it on the map, you know, what the flag looks like, you know, the few cities that are there, you know, it's small, you know, it's beautiful in the fall, you just like have all the stuff, but then to actually go there, it kind of feels like a vacation, you know, and anytime we're out there, we try to like, take advantage of how much it costs to get out there to stay for a while, like this PI trip, we're doing an extra day, or two in the area just to be there, you know, when, when do you get to just be in PI? Yeah. And I noticed that, I mean, I reached out 
because of the SOMO festival coming up and we'll be heading over there to PEI as well. So we may see you on site as well. Oh yeah. But, sure yeah, for sure. But I see that you're also in another of our region's big events, the aerial five or six festival. Yeah. So yeah. are you staying down here in between those? It's good. Uh, no, good time we, of year. We have a full summer. I think we would like, typically that would be a pretty amazing stretch to be out in the Maritimes, like maybe do some like, camping or wilderness stuff that you know we're always in the cities um but we're going to be in toronto recording a new album okay um, all of august so when we do 506 we'll be recording that week playing the festival back to recording so between between the last two albums uh phases and spirit mm -hmm. Um, I know in some of your interviews, you kind of alluded to a little bit of a different change in sound over time. Is there anything different going into this new album then being that you've been playing off of the spirit album, like you had three singles from that album, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, as the artist, we are always searching for growth and we're always changing to evolve, but we're also the same people making the music. And so, you know, sometimes I've, I, we've been talking to label, we've been talking to our team, talking about the direction of our new album. And I always have to kind of preface it as in like, it's not going to be a full departure. It's like always who we are, the music, which is, which is kind of a, a sweet thing that I'm proud of is that we do like the style of music we make. We always come back to it. Um, but this, like we have, we have an idea of what we want this album, how it's going to grow us musically and what we're searching for or digging for. But outside of our musical aim in that way, we have on paper, the last record was through the pandemic and it took us four years to make. So there was so many different revisions and songs that were added, cut and back and forth. We were home alone. We were thinking about it. And um, a lot of people in the band call Spirit our last album the most Drew and Danielle record to date because we were kind of isolated like everybody. And just that fact alone makes it this product of, of that season in our life. And now with the new one, we're like, it looks like it's going to be a two year timeline. So it's like half the amount, everything's back normal playing festivals. And that's really kind of what pushed us over the ledge was last summer doing some tours and our spirit tour in the fall. And we are playing our new album live and we're, we're really proud of it. It's like really important to us, but we were just getting the itch of, of live music and some of the songs that we, some of the songs that we love to play live, um, not the songs that you like listen to in your car, mm -hmm. the live aspect, the tempo, the feel the guitar i play guitar on stage you know so some of the album you're like oh i'm surprised we didn't have as much more guitar and so the album like just from those stats on paper the logistics of this album will be different because of our headspace and how quick we're moving through stuff and it's really it's been really life-giving for us it's been really you know every artist is going to say their new album is the best but i think we we are pretty starry-eyed with what we're going to come out with over the next little bit so a little more uh raw brought into it from that live kind of feel so that it's a little looser maybe as you're 
performing yeah. while you record? Yeah, you could say that. We're we haven't recorded it yet, so I, yeah, it's hard for me to like put the cart before the horse. So, um, but yeah, like there's a live element, there's tempo, there's there's that aspect. Especially we're going to be recording it while we're playing festivals, so mm-hmm. our mindset is in that world rather than at home in winter in the Vancouver rain. And you know, you you feel differently in different seasons, right? Oh, absolutely. And we're absolutely. all human, so. I don't trust anyone who says they're not affected by that because yeah. we all are. The rest of the band, when you're performing live, or do is it the same people all the time? Is it Jordan and Stefan all the time, or is it different? Yeah, people? for the most part, for the most part, we've you know we're we're a duo and we create everything with Danielle and I. But we have been fortunate enough to have like such good people in our crew, and Stefan and Jordan are there for majority of the dates and uh there's another guy brandon who's been playing a lot this summer too as stefan's been doing some other stuff and we've had this connection live um as a four piece that is really really fun and we just played whistler last week and it was just there was a little bit logistical scramble like getting everything together and um playing we played during soundcheck and it just you know it just feels so right you can't take away the 10 years that we've played together you know even if we're doing a new song that basis is always there and we're extremely grateful to be a duo but have those guys in our corner and so for writing new material or when you were working on the last album is is that typically it's you and Danielle craft something and then bring it to the rest of the band for live performances or do they get incorporated and the album creation itself we love we love to incorporate them when possible so mm-hmm. you know, we have that we have a long relationship so we let them know that we're writing a new album and if they want to if they have ideas we'll collaborate with them which we do with stefan and jordan both will in the writing and recording we've collaborated with them a lot those the bass hooks on your specifically your singles i would say but i mean the sound carries over throughout the rest of the albums but those bass hooks really they're the catchy part that kind of keep you listening right off the bat so is that something that you're having to hand over for the live performance i would find that hard if i if i wrote that and i knew that i was kind of grooving to that piece and i had to hand it off it is it is tricky it is tricky because we are human like there's one uh, so the i because i was in that indie rock band with danielle when we st- first started writing with Rouge, whenever i picked up a guitar it was like it was i my old habits came out i would play and write the same way and so when we started with Rouge, i had a little ipad with a drum machine and i played bass so that i could in my head dream of the other stuff and danielle could do the same we kept it really simple so it was like bass beat melody and that in a weird way shaped a lot of our sound is that there's really driven bass lines and even when we're working on the new album it's becoming part of our thing you know it's not like a death from above or like a royal blood in that that's the main thing but it is this backbone to our music and uh so It is tricky because Jordan's a phenomenal bass player and I like listening to him play. Um, And, you know, a couple of times in the studio, he's recorded like riffs that I've done and you, 
you know, of course you want to play all of them and you want credit for all of them and you want to be like, yeah, you're proud of it, right? But it's also a part of the musical process to be able to let go and include other people, you know? Just as like a recording, you kind of release it to the world and you can't tell them how to think about it. They tell you what they think about it. And so it's kind of baked into the music process that you have to give and take, you know, you need a band, you need a team, you need yeah. to play with other people. And so um, it's just kind of, yeah, I would just say it's baked in and it's, and after a while you learn to like love it. And when you love the individual who's playing it, you're, it's, it's fun. But we have talked about one time having maybe two bases on stage oh, or yeah. like swapping for a song. Um, maybe we'll do it on this album. Yeah, I always like when a band at least has one song in their set where people swap out. It, it kind of mm -hmm. it throws you off every time. And right. I, I recently had it, and I'm a little embarrassed because I interview musicians, so I kind of should know some stuff. But I saw a performance. I'm not even going to say who it was because they know me. But yeah. I, I didn't know that they did that for the song. And I didn't realize that it was a different vocalist that I knew the song. It was right. it was kind of funny, but it is it's a nice little uh, treat when you're catching a live I've performance. I would guess if you're talking about. <laughs> With, yeah, they will, they, they'll they'll probably guess if they're watching the show. They'll probably know yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did have a little question for Danielle, which she's not here, but okay. I'm assuming you can answer the question. And it's kind of a little side thing outside of Dear Rouge, perhaps. Yeah. So sure. when I was looking for some little extra tidbits. There was she was listed it as a musician for the soundtrack for Dead Shack. Yep. Is is that like an indie film? Yep. And what was it score that she did for us? Uh she recorded the vocals on a song with a, a local musician friend. Okay. That they did the song together and it ended up on the indie film. You know, there's so much of that that happens in this life and you know as a musician you want to say yes to all of them because, yeah because it's fun it's just adding to your like life scrapbook of stuff and you know even though something's a lot different than what we're used to it's like really fun to collaborate try different musical connections you know i i'm speaking for danielle but she would probably you know we work together so much it's fun for her to collaborate with other people you know Oh, yeah, absolutely. And did she come up with the band name or was that a collaborative effort? Our band name, Dear Rouge. Yeah. Um, well, the story from my side of things that I remember, um, I think she'll back me up on this one, is Danielle and I started dating and my brother was at school in London and I took a trip over there and we were driving up to Scotland from London and I was telling him all about this girl, Danielle, that we started doing a band, exactly what I told you in the first question of what we're trying to do, like a festival style band, like yeah, 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 it's like Killers-esque back then. I'm trying to think of the references back then. And um, and he's like, he was just, we're on a long road trip. And he's like, well, the hardest thing is the band name. And he's like, I always love band names with stories around it because there's, you know, there's something more than just something that sounds cool, you know? And so I said, well, she's from Red Deer, so it's pretty hard to make Red Deer cool. You'd have to like do, you'd have to change a lot, you know? First of all, you probably have to swap the words around and then you'd have to like, yeah. So we came up with Deer Rouge as in like 
dear as in a letter and rouge as in passion. And then it took on something else. And it was kind of like, haha, that's funny. And, you know, I told Danielle and she, she was like, yeah, it's cool. And we had it there on the back burner. But when we started the band, we tried to make, we tried to pick a better name. And being like in the world we live in back then, even now is worse um, to cut through the noise. You know, like if you have a band name that's like Young Lions or like, like, like Golden Fingers or like, so it just, you pull up, it's hard to cut through the noise. Whereas Dear Rouge was like, okay, Dear Rouge is, is us on every social media platform. There's no other Dear Rouges. And so it's maybe hard to explain to people sometimes, but then it also, it has its own space. And so we kind of ended up with that. It kind of, it, it felt important to us. And it does have that hometown tie to Red Deer. No, it, it is it is an awesome backstory for so it was worth putting the effort into thinking of something yeah. that way. It's it's funny that it actually ties into thinking of a story, but it has a story too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've and, learned to love love it. Uh, band names you can always struggle with as an artist because sometimes you you're pumped on it, and then sometimes you see it on a festival bill, and you're like, oh, "What were we thinking?" Yeah, you, you kind of you can flip flop easily. And for in between albums you have a little bit of news from i guess it's a couple months old now but you're you guys recorded uh hollow notes cover mm. for the theme song for the jason Priestley series it's named after the song yeah yeah so how did that come about like i've I interviewed a couple people that had uh sync licensing deals which is always exciting for especially for indie artists just starting to get some exposure but the actual theme song for the series is, uh, I would assume, an even bigger deal. It was, yeah. So that was a bit ago now, but um, we got the call from Universal Records talking about the show. They wanted a modern spin on a classic, and the show was called Private Eyes, so they did the Hall Notes. Right away, Danny and I were like, yeah, that's awesome, Hall Notes, that'll be great. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure out something and do it, great. And then we started like working on the song and it's so, the song is what the song is. Like the, the piano and the claps and the lyrics, like you, we tried to deviate a lot from it when we were creating it and it was impossible. It was really, really hard. So we, we did it our best and we still look at that experience of like, man, that's really hard. If it was like just a standard rock song, it would have been fine, but it's like, it, there's so much in it that's hollow notesy. So we tried to keep that and put our spin on it. And I think we landed all right. Um, but it was, it was, I thought it was going to be easier than it was. And uh, it's really cool though, because we get a lot of feedback from people about the song because it shows on the, on the TV, it shows our name after it. And that was kind of a big part of the opportunity that we had is that your name is going to be on the front at every show and so yeah we kind of took on the challenge it was harder than we thought but i'm happy where we landed with the end result was good and you're getting well the end I'd... result was never perfect in yeah. the world so i can't say that it's perfect but um you know we we put all our effort in and when i listen to it i'm like yeah that's for what they wanted that's that's what we what we did and i'm proud of that awesome it, it, that's going to be quite an honor for somebody to be reaching out. Now. Like, it's not like 
it would be an honor enough if they said, I really like a song of yours and we want to use it. But then to ask you to develop something in kind of a collaboration, I, I've not, uh, I'm sure it happens. I'm just not, I'm not aware of it happening. So that, that's just a pretty cool extra little feather in your cap as you're moving between. Yeah, it's really cool. And so I did say uh, I noticed a little gap in your schedule when you were down here, but then you're heading back home and you have some more tour dates coming up a little later yeah. in the calendar year. So will you be taking a break to work on the album at that point? Yeah, kind of a, after festival season, um, we're going to take a breather until we release new music. Um, so we'll be finishing up the album and putting all our effort into what we what we see visually and mixes there's so much logistics behind the scenes and um but you know what though this summer has been last summer was fun to play shows again but this summer has particularly felt like kind of in a way the good old days um last summer there was still a lot of stuff in the air and there was still a lot of things happening because of covid Mm -hmm. uh, it didn't it didn't feel like people were at the festivals 100% but this summer's been awesome and i know the ones in the maritimes both of those festivals are going to be insane so we've been just having the time of our lives feeling like we're fully back to normal playing festivals and get to record an album in toronto and yeah it's it's feeling really really fun right now yeah it's it, it has been very exciting like we started this podcast uh originally kind of as things were reopening and kind of a re-emergence of the music scene down here but mm -hmm. yeah this summer everything's like wide open there's a million artists there's a million venues and there's a million festivals and everyone's going nice and full tilt it's wonderful yeah, yeah that's sweet. And which day is it you're playing for the somo festival so we're playing on friday uh i think that's the maggie rogers day okay and um, yeah, we're, we're playing our set a little bit early. We'll probably be hanging out all day because the bands that are playing are, are fantastic. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a killer lineup. I'm really excited. Yeah, and it's the first year, right? Yeah, it's first year. So uh, hopefully it's good turnout and they just had a successful uh, festival, a country music festival on the same grounds, same, awesome. same crew and everything did it there this past weekend. It looks like they had quite a bit of success. So Hoping them the same for this weekend coming. Yeah. Where should I direct uh, fans to keep an eye on Dear Rouge going forward so they can see development of the new album and new singles? Yeah, it's kind of all built through socials these days for bands. So um, if you look us up on socials, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, we need to do more work on, but you know, it's... <laughs> hard to put out videos all the time. Um, and then now threads the new one, but yeah, whatever you use for social media, if you look us up and stay, stay connected, then you can see everything that's going on see when we're playing, especially in the Maritimes, because it's nice to get a good heads up when we're out there because it doesn't happen as much. Yeah. And we'll definitely be keeping an eye for you coming back down this way for sure. Yeah. And if you do happen to be planning on coming back down again, when you're, touring off the new album be sure to reach out to us and we can uh, connect again sounds good and uh, i had mentioned to you at the beginning of the episode uh, we usually play out with a single so is there something that you would uh, like to treat people with from the dear rouge catalog oh i i'm gonna pick um you're, you're definitely dealer's choice whatever you feel like you want to play um 
we're really proud of our, our new album spirit. But for this interview, I think I'm going to go to, I feel like let's play live through the night. Um, because that's a classic Deeru song on album two that we did that, um, has the bass that we were talking about and it kind of has the kind of represents all of us are all of the songs we've done. It's a good, it's a good lead off point for listeners who haven't heard us. Perfect. Well, and thanks again for your time. And when we're on the grounds this weekend, uh, we'll keep an eye for you and uh, stop by to say hi. Yeah, we'd love to have a beer with you. Thank you very much. Don't you let me go Why don't you let me go